In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with us this evening. Tonight, we're going to be able to cover two more interesting topics with my guest. It is Dr. Robert Dunlap. He is a clinical sexologist, and we're going to be talking about his film, his documentary film that he did on Xavier Hollander, and we're going to be discussing the the tidbits and the best stuff from his Ph.D. dissertation on sexual aphrodisiacs. And, Robert, I'm assuming that you are with me now? Yes, I'm here. (laughs) Hello there. Hi, Lou. This is going to be very fun. I can tell. (laughs) Okay. First thing, um, you are a clinical sexologist, but you also have a very vast career in media as a commercial and as a theatrical actor, correct? Yes, I do. Now, how did you go and make the leap from being in that field to getting your Ph.D. in clinical sexology? Oh, boy. That's a really great question, Lou. I don't know. It's one of those things where uh, I just started being drawn towards uh, the field because of my uh, life partner, Dr. Patty Britton. Well, that will do it, won't it? (laughs) Oh, yes. So... uh, it was one of these things before, uh, and even during my career as an actor, there are different times when you have a little bit of space or a low, and uh, we had a big writer strike, uh, oh, as right. well as an actor strike, which meant nobody could work. So mm-hmm. I, I decided, well, you know, uh, I, I think I'm going to go back and maybe go to film school so I can learn how to direct and make mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's exactly what I did, and uh, then, again, we had another big strike in the early 80s, and I thought, well, gee, what am I going to do now? Uh, I've been working on Peyton Plays. I, I work with uh, Sidney Pollock, and they shoot horses, don't they? I was mm-hmm. doing a lot of things, even Wonder Woman. I, was, I had a guest star on Wonder Woman, and we had this big strike, and I thought, gee, what am I going to do now? I said, well, why did I go to film school? So I proceeded to start making documentaries. 
uh, just to just to do that. And so uh, one thing led to another, and I began working on a film uh, called Beyond Vanilla. And uh-huh. I had met uh, Patty at that time, and she, uh, you know, was really intriguing. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, how could I?" Uh, how can I use uh, and utilize my film knowledge uh, and uh, get into this field? And she just gave me a few really great guiding uh, tips and said, uh, I think you could do this. And I said, I agree. So I decided to uh, go to the Institute for the Advanced Study of Human Sexuality in San Francisco, uh, where I received my Ph.D., and uh, that's pretty much history, as they say. Now, your first film, Beyond Vanilla, why did you yes. choose that topic? What was it that drew you into that? And, and please explain to people what that term means. Yes. Okay, well, let me do the definition first. Okay. Uh, Beyond Vanilla means that it's any kind of uh, sexual act that is more than just uh, the missionary style. So mm-hmm. it could uh, include what uh, uh, we could call water sports, etc., uh, etc. Et I don't know how graphic I could be, but uh, there you can, are... Yeah, you know, certain... if, it, if, it, if it requires a, a definition, we will yes. use it. Okay. Because sometimes well, people get, like if I were to say, when a man gives a woman a pearl necklace, people may have heard that, but they may not know what that exactly means. And right. Then, so and then... The important <laughs> thing of this show is make it clear. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, then the other thing is, there are people uh, that we sh- shall we call today teabaggers. Well, there's a very specific way of uh, giving oral sex that uh, is only known to teabaggers. Okay. So anything that is beyond what uh, would be vanilla, uh, uh, kinky sex, getting into different types of role play, bondage, BDSM, those are the uh, components that. Uh, uh, we dealt with in Beyond Vanilla. In fact, we interviewed over 200 different, uh, I call them practitioners, because they, they get into these different uh, uh, styles of sex, uh, role play, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, how this happened was my production company is called Red Broads, mm-hmm. Red Productions, and uh, someone who was in a theater company company with me at the time said, "Do you know what red stands for in uh, in kinky sex?" And I said, "No. What does it stand for?" He said, "It's fisting." And I thought, my car when I'm driving through West Hollywood and different places, they're thinking this guy is into that. And he said, "Well," <laughs> and so he said. Uh, I know different people who do these kinds of acts and all. Uh, would you ever be interested in making a film? And I thought, you know, I've never done anything like that in my life. You know, I've done, uh, you know, children's animations. Uh, I've done things, you know, in paleontology, on, um, you know, different expeditions to the Arctic and all. This is really different. And I said, why not? <laughs> so, who was the first person you interviewed? Uh, there were several, and I really, I, I can't name them. They would, okay. uh, uh, only because of that's part of, you know, the film, keeping different uh, people's identity intact. But mm-hmm. we had people who were so varied 
from attorneys to doctors uh, to graphic artists to web designers, uh, all, all across the board. In fact, we had one who was a Republican congressman. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing that you and I both know, Robert, as, you know, we're both members of ASAC, American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. Yes. For some people, doing role play is what is is the norm in their, you know, sexual activity. For others, um, golden showers, something that would involve, you know, urination is part of their play. It really yes. depends on how they define it. For some people, doing something other than missionary, that's, that, that's not what they're comfortable with. No, in fact, let me quote one of my big heroes, Kinsey. Kinsey mm-hmm. uh, has often said, there are no unnatural sex acts, only the ones that you cannot perform. Well, there you go. <laughs> so as long as you are, are uh, uh, engaged in consensual as well as uh, within the limits uh, legally of age, mm-hmm. uh, anything goes. Well, is that, and it you should know, the, be so. Yeah, yeah the, the moniker from um, what within kink play is that it has to be sane, consensual, yes. and safe. Yes. Yes. So, you know, absolutely. in other words, not under the influence of something, someone's not, you know, you know, put, dropping little goodies into your drink and then you don't really know exactly what you're doing. This, because the thing about kink, which a lot of vanilla could learn from, is it is so highly negotiated and very clearly communicated what they would like to do. So, here we have you, Robert. You do Beyond Vanilla and then you go and do a documentary film that took you how many years? Seven years? Eight years. Eight years, years on, from, uh, on the life of an icon in the area of women's sexuality, Xaviera Hollander. Yes. yes. And so how did you first approach her, and what did you think you were going to be creating? I probably didn't think it was going to take eight years, did you? No, not at all. In fact, <laughs> on, on the opposite, she had contacted me. Oh, seriously? Yes. In fact, okay. uh, she was came to visit uh, Patty and myself in Malibu. Mm-hmm. We, I'd never met her. Uh, I just, you know, obviously, who hadn't heard of her? Uh, mm-hmm. Her book sold 18 million copies. That's astonishing. Just think about it. 18 million for that first one book. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it went head-to-head with the Da Vinci Code, she would have outsold it two to one. Seriously. Yeah. So uh, when, you, when you put all of that in perspective, and you know why it was the number one bestseller, but the really great thing about the book, and I don't want to digress, but what the book had was great timing. It came out at, at a time when women were really uh, looking for new directions in their sexuality. We had the, the feminism uh, movement really uh, coming to the forefront. Right. And her book came out where women were going, what goes on in a brothel? Why do men, you know, do this? What do men like? That was really well, profound. And so, she also, I mean, when I was yeah. reading part of the things on your website, I mean, all of the things that really were very pivotal, sexual and social events, there were so many of them that occurred in 71, 72. And when did her book release, The Happy Hooker Release? 71. 
71. Now, we have, yes. we're going to be going to break in approximately a minute. Now, give the discussion of what did Xaviera say she wanted you to do? Oh, that she wanted me to do? She wanted me to tell the story as honestly about her as possible and mm-hmm. to really focus in on the highlights of her career, even though that career as a madam and as a prostitute only lasted about four to five years. It was extraordinary what she was able to do in that time. And when we come back, we're going to go to break right now. When we come back, Dr. Robert Dunlap and I are going to be discussing more on the Xaviera Hollander documentary and on sexual aphrodisiacs. Stay with us, please. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Come be a part of Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio. Her goal is to inspire you to be creative every day. Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Toginet.com. Pat lives and breathes being creative through her quilt design business, but her creativity and interests have no bounds. On her show, she'll be introducing us to guests through interviews and talks that have a creative life. We'll learn more about what goes on in the world of quilting. And since Pat, like many of us, is creative in many ways, she'll also introduce us to creative people in other crafts like knitting, crochet, paper arts, and lots more. Pat is also an author, a lecturer, designer, and cheerleader of many. She's tried her hand at making almost everything you can think of and does many crafts to keep her inspired to create. Check out her website, patsloan.com. What makes Pat most happy is to inspire others to be creative every day. So join us for Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinlock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. My guest this evening is Dr. Robert Dunlap. He is a documentary filmmaker and a clinical sexologist. And the film that he has done... That, now, Robert, 
tell me, I'm going to refer to it as an award-winning film. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. I'm very <laughs> proud to say that we've won in uh, over 20 international film festivals, and I've been uh, able to travel to literally every uh, major continent, from South America, Australia, New Zealand, uh, all over Europe, Northern California, uh, North Africa. It, it uh, was in Israel. It's, it's really been a great journey. The only place we haven't had it play is in the Orient. Okay. Well, here now I want you to tell um, the, um, our listeners what is the title of the film, and if they would like to, they can get it. They can download it, and they can also get a DVD. Correct? If they're that interested. That is correct. Yes, it's okay. Zaviera Hollander, the Happy Hooker, portrait of a sexual revolutionary, and it's available on iTunes. Okay. So they can just go into iTunes and yes. either download that way yes. or they can have order a DVD. That is correct. Now, and I have to tell you, what I think a lot of people have no idea about is how Xaviera, what, you know, the first part of her life was like, where she, you know, she was born in an Indonesian prisoner of war camp, correct? Yes, that is correct. The first three and a half years of her life were in the concentration camp in Sorabaya. Mm-hmm. And the scenes of that and, and the things that ended up happening to her father because he was a Jewish physician are just really quite chilling. And, you know, her, her straight-headedness and, and level-headedness always is one of the things that has always struck me about her. Yes. Well, she's extremely bright. And as you probably know, she's fluent in eight different languages. You know, which that's just... I, I love that already. I'm, I'm so boring. I've got one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have um, a gentleman who has called in who okay. has questions for us. And if we can have, Eric, if we can have Nate come on. Nate, are you with us now? I am. Okay. <laughs> Nate, Robert, Robert. Hi, Nate. Nate. <laughs> hey, how are you, Robert? I'm excellent. Okay. Yeah, it, you know, you know, I'm, I'm obviously very inquisitive. I'm really just kind of curious. You know, I think a lot of people might assume that there might be something wrong with someone because they're in kink. Um, but is is there any kind of resource, research or have you learned anything of the background of these people that might lead them, you know, one direction or another into a particular type of sexual activity? Yes. Uh, I'll, let me address that. First of all, we always get into the terminology of, Am I normal? Am I normal because I like such and such and such and such? And what we're finding is today we're starting to see the pendulum swing back to people who are a little more adventurous. And when we talk about kink, there are so many different uh, types of kink that uh, are so acceptable. Now, there's a, a, a whole trend, and it seems like every year there's another new one. Uh, a couple <laughs> of years ago, there was the whole thing of pony play. People would dress up uh, as, you know, a rider and the pony, and they mm -hmm. would have that type of play. It seems like now there's another trend going towards furries, where people like to dress up as different stuffed animals, rabbits bears or whatever, and what they're doing is they're actually replicating in some way the kink or the fetish 
And let me define really what a fetish is. A lot of people don't know this. A fetish is a psycho-sexual attraction to a type of material. And that type of material can be a latex, a rubber, uh, or like, for example, the soft type of cotton on a teddy bear. So they, they want to replicate what it was that were their sexual turn-ons uh, even as a child. Make sense? So that, even though it's considered kinky, uh, it's not really that, that far gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's, so, I tell people, it's the shoe, not the person whose foot is in the shoe that's the turn-on. Exactly, exactly. And it's either uh, the gun or the gunner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so is it, is it, is it something that, um, that they're just born with? Is it something that has developed over time? Any... A little of both. And when you, when you do the research, one of the, uh, the, prim- the great people that did this research was Kinsey, one of my idols. And because he went out and did such an enormous cross-section of, of people getting their sexual history, he was able to chart and follow what these people were doing at that particular time. Now, that was done in the uh, late and early 40s, early 50s. And obviously, a lot of things have changed since then, where people have become a little more uh, into doing uh, certain sexual activities and all. But even then, it was astounding at how many people uh, were into different kinds of role play, uh, sexual acts at that particular time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think most people aren't aware of, when he was doing his classes, when Kinsey first was teaching his class, the only people who were the only people who could attend were married students. I believe that's correct. Yes, they could. If it was yes. just if, if it was someone who was a student, oh no, you could not go to this class. <laughs> right. Yes. So, yes. So probably not a great sample then either. Uh, well, it was fairly, apparently very well attended, because think about it, Nate, in that time, people got married very young. Yes, there were a lot of, uh, uh, right out of high school, married, uh, when you do the, the numbers and the statistics uh, of who the people were that he did the profiles on, it's really extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Now, so Nate, is your question... Could it develop? Is it organic, or is it something with our socialization pattern that it could it will develop over time? Exactly. Is there, is there any research? Is there any cultural differences? Is this broad across all cultures? Is it specific to one? Or is it, uh, it depends uh, on. Uh, and I, that's a really good question, Nate. There are there are certain acts uh, that uh, uh, are more, shall we say, practiced by different. Uh, uh, t- cultural backgrounds. I know that from one of the studies that was done by the University of Ohio, Akron, about oral sex, you would think that oral sex would be larger either in France or the United States. But what they found was, after doing this study, that it was in Austria that uh, those sex acts were more uh, pronounced than anywhere else on the planet. 
80% of Austrian women enjoy oral sex. Giving or receiving? Uh, oh, giving. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it sounds, like a, it sounds like I need to make a trip to Austria. <laughs> well, Nate, I, Nate, I'm assuming you are single. Yeah. No, the other thing when we think of other other acts is that when something becomes part of how you are socialized with sex, for example, maintaining virginity is very important within certain cultures. So women will they will not have penile vaginal penetration, but they will have anal play and anal intercourse. Correct. So that, so that they are technically still a virgin at marriage. Right. That's, well, we're in a country that still uh, promotes abstinence, abstinence only. Think about yes, that. I, you know? I, and we, we, we can get carried away with that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> but now... Now, Nate, Nate, with the inquiring mind, do you have any yes. other questions? <clears throat> well, that just brought up a whole host of questions. <laughs> so so <laughs> is, is, is that unique to uh, the United States, and um, or, or is that uh, is that more broad? In other words, this um, you know abstinence until marriage, and then only for intercourse. I assume that's that's really coming from the church more than anywhere else, or is it, are you seeing that elsewhere? Well, definitely. We know that in the Muslim countries in particular, uh, that's why they are granted when they they uh, meet Allah, they're going to be given uh, 79 or whatever it is virgins. It's very, very uh, high on their order of uh, women being totally chaste and a virgin until they're married. Well, I mean, it's, I, I know for in my seminars that I do that the women who are within these particular cultures, um, Hispanic, uh, Korean, um, Muslim, Iranian, um, they, are, they have a, more pressure to maintain and be virgins prior to marriage than others. And these are the women who will tell me the things that they are doing and... Um, anal anal sex is absolutely one of them, and yeah. they're coming from all kinds of different places. I I found the same thing in the UK. And doctor, I, I, you brought up an interesting point that it, it, it was driven because of the the you know heaven to them is is in a room with how many virgins? Seventy nine, <laughs> I think it is. fetish by nature. Yeah. Is it what? Is it is it what by isn't nature? That a, isn't that a form of kink? Having a words, number of different having women? A fetish, having a fetish for just virgins. That, you know, I always... We have, what, we have 30 seconds to go, but I remember hearing a comedian make the comment, why would you want to have virgins, given that, you know, they probably don't know anything about sex? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, if this is... Or is it that, you know, you're going to be the only person... I'm not sure how and where that came from. Mm-hmm. I do know that it's definitely spoken about. We have 10 seconds. Nate, are you going to stay with us over the break? Sure. Okay. Thank you, um, everyone. We're taking our break right now. Um, we have Nate on the line. Robert Dunlop is my guest this evening. I'm Lou Paget, and we will be back right after this break. Please stay with us. 
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I'm on the air this evening with Dr. Robert Dunlap, clinical sexologist. And our guest this evening who is on the line is Nate. And we were discussing fetish and the definitions of it before we left for the break. Um, I will just jump in and say, Nate, I think that Having the virgins in paradise is not a fetish as it's more a cultural reward. And I think that if we're looking, because we are looking at a culture that basically puts women into a separate category in the same way the Mormons do where women are, this is, you know, this, the specialty of, of women, and it's making them be very, very special. It's more of a control thing than it is a fetish, sounds like. I was. I mean, to me, fetish is more of what is turning you on as opposed to what you're culturally going to be given. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So, now, did you Nate, did you have any questions about Zaviera and what she did? Well, I mean, obviously, this brings up the next question. I mean, it, it, you're, it sounds like you've done a lot of research, and, and, and the interesting thing is that 
uh, a fetish. The, the way that you describe the definition can be of physical objects. And yes. what is the most odd kinds of uh, of things that would fit within that definition? I guess. Hey, listen, actually, there's a really funny one that I just had discovered. Uh, uh, over the internet, and someone had contacted me about it. There are women who have sex with squids in Japan. Mm. With squids? Is it the beak that they want? Uh, actually, they they like the uh, the electric charge that some of them also give off. So it's like a natural vibrator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just had a, com- a comment here. It's just... <laughs> You know, I guess what, what what we can say is to each his own, correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, well, you I, know, there are a lot of very famous people out there uh, who have even a foot fetish. There was someone, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was the coach of one of the pro football teams, I won't mention the name, who had a foot fetish. And it was quite funny how uh, he, you know, came out on uh, network television about having the fetish of <laughs> loving feet. Hey, you know, there's, um, if we are talking about a nation of fetishists, then yes. we better start talking about the people who have baseball card collections that get them all, you know, excited and, like, worked up, and it's like, ooh, that, that gave me, you know, whatever. Yes. It's the same thing. It's an inanimate object that gets them all excited. Right. Yeah. And it and it's also the the whole thing of having a collection, which you may be able to then uh, make that quantum jump of having that many virgins. It's like having a full deck. Perhaps. Now, and on that happy note, I'm going to jump into the next topic that I wanted to discuss tonight with you, Robert. Sure. And, Nate, I don't know, you may not have been online when I was talking about this. Robert did his Ph.D. in the area of sexual aphrodisiacs. Okay? All right. So, what I did yesterday is I went to my handy-dandy little local gas station, and, you know, at the point of sale depending on where you are, you can always find these things, you know. They're called virile, they're called, you know, there's one that extends, there's women extends. So I right. bought some of them. But oh, wonderful. I figured that I'd look at this and say, okay, tell me, Robert, why is this going to work? Now, I have to tell you, the woman extends one, it actually says that it is just for women, but there's a little cautionary note that it said, product is not designed for enlargement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not designed for enlargement. <laughs> it's not the woman's product is not designed for enlargement. And I'm thinking to myself, is it that they have people who might buy for the woman thinking it's gonna work for them? Oh I for love it. I love it. That's really funny. <laughs> now could we just for the fun of it, uh can you give me a couple of those uh, oh, uh ingredients I'm gonna... and what we can do is discuss if they are what they say in the terms scientifically, if they're okay. efficacious. Thank and just you. so that the audience uh, uh, and the listeners know, what an aphrodisiac is supposed to do, there are three components for it to be successful. The mm-hmm. first is it has to be able to excite. That mm-hmm. means that it, it gets someone really turned on. The second phase is it has to be able to enable, which means for women, they, they uh, uh, experience wetness. For men, they experience an erection. And third, to enhance, which means 
uh, along with the lubrication, you have multiple orgasms, you have longer staying power for men, uh, and you uh, can also have multiple orgasms as well. Those are really the, uh, uh, the components that make up for what an aphrodisiac is supposed to do. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, and Nate, we want you jumping in on this too, okay? All right. Okay, so for the male, the powerful male sexual enhancer, this is the thing, this is a product called Virile. There's okay. a three-day supply, and then it also says in big red print, okay to take with alcohol. Okay? Okay. All right, I'm liking the sounds of this. <laughs> okay, the first <laughs> thing, the first thing they've got here is 10 milligrams of niacin. Right. Now, that is an exciter. That's okay, that absolutely, is that yes, that's, that is a component that, uh, that is very good because what the sensation that is achieved by that is flushing. It's known as a flush. So that absolutely is one, of, one good ingredient. Okay, so, but the sensation of flushing then is kind of, it then, so what the niacin is actually doing then is enhancing blood flow. That is correct. And is it enhancing blood flow all over your body or only at the genitals? Uh, most of the time, if it's aimed and the focus is on the genitals, uh, yes. But in this okay. case, uh, the way the niacin, uh, maybe from the blend and the way that some of the other components are in there, we don't know yet. It could be overall body flush. Okay. Because okay. you, know, you may get you know, a little more swelling in your lips or something. Uh, yes, that's a potential. Okay, so then the next thing in the powerful male sexual enhancer of virile is calcium, as in dicalcium phosphate, and there's 80 milligrams of that. Gee, I don't know why they would have that in there. <laughs> you know, the calcium what? To give someone more wood or, you I know? know. Well, bone density. Yeah. Bone density is very important. I don't, I've never, I've never uh, seen where that has any real studies. Now, when I say studies, I'm, co I'm talking about clinical trials as well as where people have absolutely been able to pursue uh, and get results that will uh, enhance or do any of the other things that an aphrodisiac is supposed to do. That's mm -hmm. not one of them. Okay. Then the next component part is Phosphorus, as in dicalcium phosphate. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and that's 60 milligrams. But here's, here's the, the next part. Okay, so they're able to name these things here. Okay. Nice, and you said we'll actually do something, and you know, you and you did your 400-page tome dissertation for yes. your PhD. Yes. Now, here's the virile proprietary blend, and there's 780 milligrams. The others are 10, 80, and 60. So we have 150 milligrams that they will name. In the proprietary, we have L-arginine. Yes. Now, that's absolutely one that, uh, that will help with uh, the NO. The NO effect is the uh, nitrous oxide. That absolutely uh, is one of the uh, essential amino acids that do assist in erections as as well as for sexual function absolutely mm -hmm. okay then right after that we've got i'm going to i'm going to massacre this guaranin 
What is G- that? G-U-A-R-A-N. Oh, Guarna? Guarna. Guarna yes. seed with caffeine. Okay? You're right. Now, what, don't, that's another type of an exciter, and it's also something that usually gives an overall uh, wellness feeling. It just okay, now something you're feeling like good, good mood? Yes. Yeah, okay. it's, it's really more of a, a type of mood enhancer. That's, okay. that's quite common. Okay. Then we have Yohimbi extract. Yes, Yohimbi actually, that uh, comes from Africa, mm-hmm. and that's a type of bark. And when it's uh, extracted properly, it can have uh, an aphrodisiac effect. If it's, if it's extracted properly... And if it's in the the correct dosage. Now, what would be a correct dosage? Well, Again, I don't know what all of the others are. That's why they always uh, put in there the restriction of being a proprietary blend. I don't mm-hmm. know what, uh, uh, because as you know, in chemistry, when you have a compound, there are certain things that become uh, more uh, enhanced, can I say, in, in strength. Right. As well. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, we've got two minutes until our break, and I'm gonna, I want to finish this so that we don't <laughs> sure. lose the train of thought. Yes. So in the proprietary blend, we've got L-arginine, yes. and that's yes. going to work. Guarana will work. Yohimbi will work. Yes. GABA. GABA epididium extract. I'm not as familiar with that one. That's a newer one, and I, I haven't been able to get any kind of uh, research on it. Okay. Yohimbi, uh, they've done uh, both clinicals and all very extensively. Uh, there's a uh, by a French university. I, I recall them doing just you know great work with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we've got about thirty seconds to oh, go. Okay. I'm going to go to a Siberian ginseng long jack extract, and then it's a pepper extract, black pepper extract. Okay, uh, that's much more of a, again, an exciter. Uh, the long jack root, uh, I haven't read anything that is really good about it. It just has a great name. Uh, that sounds like the, you know, like the, the horny goat weed. Right, exactly, which is, uh, and that's a true, that's, that's I know, I know, it's in, it's in, it's in the woman's section that we're going to go over when we come back from the Okay, break. perfect. All right. There's actually so, something called, what did you say, horny goat weed? Horny, horny goat, goat weed. Goat weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, in, it's, it's an it's, herbal. It's an herbal. Now, um, everyone stay with us. When we come back from the break, we're going to cover the Women's Extend Nutritional Supplement for Sexual Enhancement. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Hey, moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. 
Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood, real moms in the real world. You get it? Now that's what the show is about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next Living the Dream Mom. It's Real Moms in the Real World. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on toginet.com. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Tonight, my guest is Dr. Robert Dunlap. And for any of you who are interested in finding out more on the aphrodisiacs and his work in this area and what he's doing, you can look at his website, which is www. Doctor, as in Dr. Robert R O B E R T Dunlap D U N L A P dot com. So it's Dr. Robert Dunlap, all written out dot com. So, just before we went on the break, we finished talking about the Viral dietary supplement tablets, the powerful male sexual enhancer, and went down its ingredients. And we are going to cover now the woman extends. The daily tablet for sexual health. And I love they, they put down here that it's, you know, considered to be a nutritional supplement. Okay, there we go. Let's go over the goodies in here. Particularly, Robert, you yes. said that you're going to go, you're going to give us why they included horny goat weed into the supplement facts. Okay, uh, horny goat weed is literally more than just the name. Okay. Uh, and it goes all the way back 5,000 years in what they call traditional Chinese medicine. Okay. And uh, uh, practitioners have used this, and it's uh, a leafy type of plant that has had some sort of either a placebo effect or just from 
the name itself in Chinese medicine, it has the same name, so to speak. Uh, and what, what it is, really, is it's a species of epimedium. Okay. And uh, it's one and the same, and it's a type of alkaloid that comes from a magnafluorine. And here's what I wanted to say about it. When I decided to research horny goatweed in China, I made contact with the Shanghai uh, Diagum Botanical Products Company, which makes extracts of horny goatweed, informing them of my intended visit uh, and to find out what studies have been done uh, mm -hmm. in China that uh, produced beyond not just testimonials, but where they've done clinical types of studies where they did blind, double-blind-sided testing. Right. And no, they and actually had, yes. But, Robert, also tell people what the placebo effect is. The placebo effect is uh, you can just have a doctor or someone from the uh, an over-the-counter, an OTC, suggest something, and just from the suggestion alone, it becomes efficacious, which means it'll work for you, regardless okay, of if it actually works or not. And what's the percentage of people who The percentages uh, are very high. They're actually into the 60 percentile. <laughs> you got to give your brain a lot more credit than you think, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I by the way, the brain is the largest people. sex organ in your body. Right. Now, what were you saying, Nate? I was just saying, there's probably the same percentage of optimistic people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, yep. So, Robert, what did they find in that? What did they find in that study? Well, what they found in the study was that it really didn't have any of these kinds of things. That it only, in fact, uh, because it had been along for so long, and it was something that was more of a feel-good type of thing. For example, like ginseng or what we were talking about earlier, guana. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, certain things that just make you feel better. Uh, that's what they found, mm -hmm. and it doesn't really have aphrodisiac properties. Okay, Did, let let me ask you something. Sure, please. Given that. And then we're going to go back and go over these other little goodies that are in this woman's um, product. Given that we have certain cultures that they will say, if you eat, you know, powdered rhino horn, which unfortunately has led to, you know, the decimation of, of rhinoceros populations. And you know there, what a rhino horn is, essentially, what the, just, the real component it's, is? It's keratinized. It's, it's like yes. hardened keratin. It's like a hoof. Uh, a hoof or actually hair. It's really, it's really a very tightly uh, spun, so to speak, hair. And it has absolutely no aphrodisiac properties whatsoever. <sighs> yes, yeah, so it's just... <laughs> that's, that's clinically proven, then, so there's, there's nothing to it. Absolutely. There is absolutely nothing to it. <clears throat> is that the same as the shark fin um, soup that's supposed to be an aphrodisiac? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't answer on that one because what they're finding is there are other properties and things within the shark uh, skin. It's cartilage. Yeah, and the cartilage that... Uh, uh, they haven't been able to do, and I, I'm not familiar yet with the clinical, so I would really hesitate to, you know, uh, 
quote or say something that I don't know about that. But I do know that they're they're finding other really remarkable things just about the cartilage as well as the way things are formed on it. Oh, good heavens. Well, what are what are some of the, the negative side effects of some of these some of these chemicals? Uh, some of them, uh, gee, you could get really horrible diarrhea uh, from some of these things, as well <laughs> that'll as... Cut, that'll cut the mute in half, won't it? Yeah, as well as the, the other thing, if there's too much uh, guana, uh, too much uh, of niacin, you can uh, really get a, a really good headache going. Okay. Now, let's go back to the Woman Extends that I bought yeah. at my handy-dandy you know, local okay. little gas station. And yeah. I, want you, I want you to know that they actually have expiry dates on these as well. Oh, well, that, that's good. They, yeah, they, yeah we've, should. Got, we've got a, an expiry date here of uh, February 2012 for the ladies and May of 2013 for the men's. Okay. Okay. Now, the other things, I'm just going to run down the list here. Of in the woman's, we start with vitamin B6. Okay, very good. That's that that does be uh, for women in particular. Uh, mm -hmm. That's really good uh, to uh, promote oxygenation in the okay. body. Okay, we love that folate as folic acid. Absolutely, that is one of the things that I, uh, we spoke a little bit uh, earlier about uh, the other day. Folate and folic acid is one of the important supplements for female sexuality, and it's a great uh, uh, supplement for women to take on a regular basis. Okay. And should they, they say here folic as folic acid, 400 micrograms, and they're saying that that's the percentage of the daily value, 100%. I I think that that's correct. I don't uh, uh, remember the exact number offhand. I know from other formulas that I've tested myself and I've looked at. That sounds pretty accurate. Okay. Then we have calcium, and I think what I'm getting with this calcium carbonate is that that's being used as a carrier. It could be a carrier or it could be a filler. It could be. There we go. Ooh, fillers in your pills, bad, bad, bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have the female pro-hormone blend is 70 mi micrograms of uh, pregnenolone and then DHEA. Now, yeah, how, would they, how would they have that and know that that's a, a ho hormonal? I don't know. Well, I know pregnenolone is, and I know the DHEA is. Yes, the DHEA yes. is the top of the, you know. The, but but what, is, what is the source of it? They're not saying. Yeah, I'm curious. Okay. Here, now, here we go. We don't have any hair in this one, thankfully. Mm -hmm. um, we have the Woman <laughs> Extend Bioenhancement Blend. We've got black pepper fruit, ginger root, and long pepper fruit. Okay? Mm -hmm. then, then we have the Enhancement Blend. So we've got the Pro-Hormone pro Blend. Then we have the Bioenhancement Blend. And now we have the Sexual Response Enhancement Blend. These are all in this one little pill. Um, and there's 715 micrograms in this one. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. So yeah. what it would mean is you'd have to take three of those to have anything be effective at all. It is lovely. So here's what we've got. We've got um, tribulus extract, stem and fruit. We've got black cohosh. We yes. have shot. Huh. Shadavari extract? Yes, yes. Okay. Krishan. Yes. E H R Y S I N. Korean ginseng. Yes. 
We have maca extract. That's very good. Now, maca, uh, for both men and women, there have been scientific studies that have been done on that, and maca is known actually as the natural Viagra from Peru. Okay. Now, we've got three minutes <laughs> to, to go oh, through this. Oh, okay. boy. Okay. That, 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 that's as long as it takes today, doesn't it? <laughs> oh goodness! So you know, you gotta have fun every night. I say we've got we've got the kudzu extract. We have GABA. We have ah shialajit. Yeah. Then we have horny goat weed extract. Yes. Then we have wild medium. yam. Mm-hmm. Then we have Damiana, which is, I think is curious that Damiana is in the women's and not in the men's. Yes, and Damiana is another one from Brazil. That actually, mm -hmm. they've been doing more clinicals uh, and studies on it. But mm -hmm. what you're suggesting, and I know we don't have a lot of time here, is what you're already hearing is the kitchen sink. Yes. They've thrown in so many things here that uh, they've actually, in an odd way, polluted what it is that they're doing. There would probably be a stronger effect if they reduced some of the others and just kept more of the maca in it as opposed mm -hmm. to a lot of the other things that are, quote, filler or things that just sound uh, exciting uh, and, uh, how can I say, uh, uh, that they may work. There's something right. about it. Now we have we have one minute left. One oh. of the things I'd like people to know is that if you are going to be looking at products, caveat emptor, buyer beware, read yes. the back of it, and read the warnings. I mean, it says here on this one that, you know, you could do not exceed or you could have hair loss and facial hair growth. Now, isn't that charming? <laughs> <laughs> not with those doses. No, and that's for women. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. Oh, my goodness. the pleasure of having on Dr. Robert Dunlap, who has a documentary on Xaviera Hollander that is outstanding. You can go on iTunes and look at it. You can go on to drrobertdunlap.com. And we also had with us this evening our guest, Nate. Nate, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Nate. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And we'll be back next week. Any questions? Follow me on Facebook and Twitter, and thank you so much for being with us this evening. Bye for now. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget. She will